listener. Listener, welcome back. Episode two, baby. Episode two. He's ready. Yes. History. It's all about history today. It's about history. Nonfiction lore. <clears throat> Damn. Let me take you back to a time in the in the Mediterranean. <laughs> okay, we're going we're going about um oh I don't know. How about about 5,000 BCE? Ooh, spin us a tale. Yeah. Well, just to start off, um, yeah. Are you familiar with the Bronze Age? Uh, I believe it was lots of bronze. Yeah. It was basically our ticket out of the Stone Age. We went from crafting stone tools to learning some metalwork and crafting metal tools. Wow. Lots of, like, ancient Egyptians had, like, bronze chariots, spears, you know, all these sorts of things that were much more effective at killing people than... A rock. And if there's anything people love... It's it's better it's, ways to kill other people. It's killing people. people. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So the Bronze Age was pretty popular. A um, couple major, major civilizations got their real footing in the Bronze Age. Most notably would be Egypt. Uh, also Mesopotamia was in there too. That's kind of like right there in the Fertile Crescent between yeah. the Tigris and Euphrates River. The cradle. Yeah, the nice cradle. These civilizations were huge. And in fact, around this time too, this is when humans started developing writing systems and bureaucracy. The fall of man. The fall of man. <laughs> where we made our first mistake. Yeah. Um, yeah. And the Bronze Age is really interesting too because we got to a point as hum- in humanity where global connection was active. It's possible. We were, yeah. We were trading with other – well, we weren't. But, you know, you get the idea. <laughs> Major civilizations were trading with one another, learning each other's languages. Economics boomed. Wars also kind of boomed because, you know, land. Land, (laughs) baby. Land, pride, power. What more could a king ask for? Mm. Mm. God, gold, and glory. Amen. Um, Yeah. And so, yeah, the Bronze Age was pretty dope. Kind of a golden age for Egypt, certainly. Um, Then uh, we kind of get to the collapse of the Bronze Age. For whatever reason, the entire global system at that time just collapsed in on itself. That'll affect the stock market. Oh, oh. People people were jumping out of buildings, Taryn. (laughs) Just like the stock market when it... When the Dow drops 300 points. The old, the old 07 <laughs> crash of the Bronze Age. Yeah. <laughs> Think more of the old... I, when did the... Is it 19... I don't know. 29 are you talking about? Yeah. The start of the Great Depression, is yeah. that? Yeah. Ni- think 1929s of the Bronze Age <laughs> times 100. Yikes. Like, complete collapse. On top of this, too, there was a massive invasion force, essentially kind of ravaging all like coastal cities around the Mediterranean. Oh. Uh, this includes like ancient Greece as well. Yes. They fucked people up. Like any, yeah, every city from Troy to Gaza was literally just destroyed, leveled, left abandoned. And who did this? We don't really know. They are called the Sea Peoples. And they would come by sea fucking ravage, loot, whatever, and invade in massive forces, overwhelming pretty much every other major civilization at the time. Egypt alone went through about three different invasions by the Sea Peoples. Um, They really got just railed. Yeah, yeah, they really did. And yeah, we really don't know who they are, if they had any system of government, anything like that. They were just like an unknown force of invading people that just fucked up the Mediterranean. Hard. 
like truly cities left abandoned cities not you know hamlets but cities with like hundreds if not thousands of people at this time just completely ravaged and that brings us to the iron age mm. <laughs> do you think that the sea peoples were um indigenous north americans and that <laughs> they came back all of modern history has just been <laughs> just some petty shit <laughs> imagine no i don't think so well okay i looked at wikipedia for the sea peoples i went down the rabbit hole hard of and, sea people yeah there are nine different hypotheses for who they were <laughs> and they're all i mean they're all disputed claims we can never know for certain hmm which is crazy, but the fact that there's nine different possible, and it might be a combination of a few too. One of them was like a massive hunger, mm. uh, like a massive famine drove them to invading other lands. Okay. One of them was straight up just kingdom wanted to fuck shit up, get some more land under their belt. Why not? Yeah. Um, I mean, there, yeah, there's a number of different hypotheses as to who the sea people were. Uh, and I'm curious too, and we might apply this in our later episodes, but, uh, I mean, could this have a cultural effect on how people viewed the sea? Certainly unpredictable that an unknown massive <laughs> invasion force was just wiping out, you know, towering civilizations in the Golden Age, uh, or at the decline of the Golden Age, I guess. Sounds like something uh, a big old mean wave could do. Oh, indeed. But they were people. <laughs> but they were people. <laughs> <laughs> but, yeah. Yeah, that's that's all I really got for kind of like the early, early Mediterranean history. Okay. Just Fertile Crescent, Bronze Age, mysterious and sudden collapse mm. of a global system. And then the Iron Age came and, you know, humanity slowly kind of began rebuilding itself kind of through Dark Ages and then kind of to ancient Greece. And, you know, we'll get there in a thousand years or so, right? Yeah. Or a couple thousand. A couple thousand. Yeah. Take us a couple thousand years ahead. So a couple thousand years in the future, we get our first mention of, in the Mediterranean, sort of this, this aquatic specimen. Mm -hmm. This is 1000 BCE. You libs out there. <laughs> common era. Let's go. Common era. Before common era. Uh, in Assyria, it was the goddess. Oh, God. And I fuck up this name every time. Atargatis? Atargatis? I don't know, dog. A yeah. targetus? A targetus? That sounds right. Yeah. But I've seen the main story, or like the amalgamation of which is that I've seen, is that she came from the sea. Mm -hmm. uh, it was her and I believe a husband of hers came from the sea. They were like half fish, half person, but they could turn into people. And oh, interesting. Yes, but they were fonts of knowledge. I think her husband went off and she ruled over Syria, modern day Syria pretty much. Oh, wow, as like a queen. Yeah, queen so she goddess. ruled as like a, yeah, as a god queen. Hmm. Um, her people loved her, shouting in the streets every morning. They would like say her name to wake her up. And every night they'd like, you know, let out a sea of candles in her honor. Wow. Yeah, very just cool. beloved queen. And so she supposedly was very wise and, you know, had a, a steady hand Certainly. to make decisions with. With the power of God, you would hope so. You would hope so, yes. But she brought a lot of prosperity. Um and the the mermaid myth and sort of like the foundation of like you know the the desperate loves and the unpredictability and the kind of like cruel vain nature of the ocean comes when she meets uh, a sexy shepherd boy bathing by the pond oh. and yeah she's just so enamored by this dude 
And this is literally it's like God Queen. Just, yeah. She fucking catcalls this shepherd boy. Wow. Some naked shepherd boy from the pond. Like, <laughs> she's in love with him instantly. Mm. And she, you know, she's like, all right, new husband. <laughs> oh, yeah. You're coming home with me. Oh, wow. A massive party is thrown in which all wine cellars are emptied. Uh, all, yeah. It Damn. Was what she it knew is. how to party. Oh, yeah. It was a feast to last a thousand nights. Is what it was described oh, as. Oh, okay. I have okay. I've heard yeah, the title. That one. Yeah, and I've heard this is where it begins to branch off, depending on the sources I've seen. All of them end in her new husband dying, very quickly into the marriage. We're Ooh. talking like night of. <laughs> oh. <laughs> so one what's, of. Oh, the, go ahead. Oh. I was going to ask what what's the cause? Do you think I there are like three main ones that I've seen. Okay. One is he drowns. Oh. That's one. Another one is. Um, it was quoted as, his mortal form could not handle their divine lovemaking. Uh, damn. <laughs> yeah. Nutting so hard Dude, you go to heaven. Pussy so good, <laughs> he just died. Oh. <laughs> Straight up sucked his soul out. <laughs> oh, yeah. my God. So, drowning, heavenly coochie, and the other one was he got really wine drunk, and he was, like, showing off for her by jumping over bulls. Oh. And one of the bulls just, like, gutted him. Oh. <laughs> What? How sharp are these bulls? I the very sharp horns, apparently. <laughs> and he kept like jumping over them, so he yeah. just like landed on one. Oh just God! Got he vivisected just got... in front of the whole party. Yeah. <laughs> got a live autopsy. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> his insides became his outsides yeah. on his wedding night. Mm. So the queen now, just distressed, is uh, the, her rule starts to kind of fall apart because she's not making decisions as wisely as she once was. Mm -hmm. She's kind of starting to lose the faith of the people and herself because this farm boy she met who was just so hot and the water is gone. <laughs> so she returns to the place where she met him and she goes there to drown herself and her sorrows. Wow, in the pond, huh? In the pond. Mm -hmm. Poetic. Yeah. Uh, but upon submerging herself, the gods don't let her die. And instead she returns to her original form of being half woman, half fish. Interesting. And so she's known as like the first mermaid. Okay. And this is a story from um, like sort of the pre-Greco-Roman period. What's it? It's like Hellenistic era? I believe it is, is in Hellenistic is? age, yes. And this was, um, so this story emerges about 500, 800 years before uh, Alexander the Great and the boys rock gotcha. up. And that's where this myth sorts to sort of starts to meld into the Greek culture. Hmm. And so that's the original, like, um, Assyrian story. I see. Of it, of, like, this goddess of uh, wisdom and fertility who became um, the first mermaid. Gotcha. And through, like, art and architecture scene of her, whatever her name is, Atargatis, Atargatis, as it were, um, she's seen, you know, beautiful feminine figure, mm -hmm. uh, symbol of fertility. She has steady hand, like a stern looking face, show like wisdom. Sure. And her throne would be supported to by show royalty too. I'm sure. Yeah. Royal. Yeah. That regal wisdom. Mm -hmm. And her throne was supported by three lions to show. So, okay. The strength behind yeah, her decision. The courage, the pride, all yeah, of that. All of that. Very so, cool. Very godly. Yeah. Yeah. She seems quite divine. Yeah. She's single. She's single. <laughs> <laughs> this is apparently also the start of the myth that Mermusi will kill you. 
what can I say? I, I want to be a shepherd. <laughs> be a shepherd. I always knew I would be a shepherd. There's a pond to bathe in. Just kidding. Just kidding, dear, if you're listening. Just kidding. <laughs> this is all a large joke. Darling, if you're listening, I know what I want to do for Valentine's Day. Uh, <laughs> scratch that. Me too. Scratch that. Me too. <laughs> Find me by the pond. Catch me by the pond. Catch me by the pond. Naked, <laughs> shepherding a, a large amount of sheep. <laughs> shepherding a baby in you. Oh. <laughs> Any, <laughs> anyway, okay. Anyway, what was I saying? Uh, that kind of is how she bleeds into the Assyrian legend. Kind of bleeds oh, into yes. the Hellenistic Greco-Roman yeah, um, so. era. Yes, yeah, so this is the original Syrian yeah. legend, and now we. Did you have the legend? Did you by chance stumble upon the legend of Alexander the Great's sister? Uh, yes. Didn't she also become a mm-hmm. mermaid? She and did. It was. Uh, was she would like haunt the waters of somewhere? I forget where. I think it was just. Around Greece. Just around Greece. Yeah. Around the, and she'd like stop sailors on their boats. Yeah, she would literally stop their boats and like, be like... How's my brother? Yeah. How is Alexander? <laughs> How's they Alexander had to reply doing? like, he's a great conqueror, he's a great king. Like, they had a whole he's like ritual Presently scene. ruling his kingdom. Yeah. It's going great. Anything else, they, they were drowned. Yeah. If you said that, yeah. she'd be like, hmm, good to know. And then just yeah. swim away. Good but if know. you're like, he died fucking 200 years ago, she'd be like, what? Yeah. And, <laughs> and then, then you're going to get stormed on. World, world, whirlpool or some shit. Yeah. yeah. Fucking. Yeah. Get messed up. Get fucked. Yeah. Which is interesting, too. I have read, and this is disputed, I know, that Alexander was like the first to go like underwater and kind of like a... A, a prototype diving bell. Have so, you heard about this? I have not heard about this. Well, yeah. The, the legend, James Cameron of his time. <laughs> yeah. The legend goes that Alexander wanted to conquer land and sea. And so, like, a diving bell was prototyped and fashioned. And he went underwater in this diving bell. Are you familiar with what a diving bell is? That's just, like, the pocket of air. Yeah. A giant, like, giant metal dome. Pretty yeah. much. That'll hold air and it's heavy enough to sink, but it's easy enough to pull back up too. But he goes under and then he he rings the bell. He's like, bring me back up. Bring me back up. <laughs> and um, yeah, he was like, I'm, I will never conquer the sea. <laughs> the horrors I have seen. <laughs> thanks. No, thanks. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Just, just fun tidbit. Alexander seems to have at least two stories involving the ocean. So Alexander's sister and him, but you, you get the idea. And what is it? Odyssey is about someone returning from Alexander's war, right? Uh, yeah, the battle, the battle of the Troy. Troy. Yeah, Odysseus is trying to get back home, uh, and he does some things. He sleeps with some goddesses multiple times. As you do. He blinds Poseidon's son, the Cyclops. He um. He listens to a siren song. Yeah. Oh, yeah, he does. Yes, but first, that's yeah, that's it, after... Come on, that's episode five, listeners. That's after this next part. Sorry to tease you. <laughs> Sorry to tease. <laughs> Sorry for edging you for the yeah. homer. <laughs> anyway. <clears throat> but, yes, we'll get into that. But first, like, how mermaids, or the idea of mermaids, um, has spread originally through Greece was... And this is where I fell into the the classic mid-twenties white boy blunder mm. of in researching anything, somehow end up on on <laughs> Roman military history. Oh my god, it's so good. <laughs> it's like <laughs> all roads lead oh, back to Mediterranean military roads. history. <laughs> oh, so good. Mm. So your boy Alex, Alexi, 
Alexander. Yeah. I even have written down in my notes here. Alexander T G motherfucker. T G Alexander. Big title. T great. <laughs> T great. Yes. <laughs> cool. Um. So he had one of his homies. His name was Seleucus. Mm-hmm. You know him, like the Seleucami reign. No, uh, whatnot. Oh. Oh, is that like the the speech he gave? Like his greatest speech, the greatest speech in history. No. Oh, Alexander's speech. No, this is a guy named. Oh, okay. I thought. Seleucus. I'm thinking of a different. Anyway, anyway. <laughs> uh, maybe I don't. Yeah. I don't think so. But uh, <laughs> Seleucus Nicator. Um. So he had served under Alexander the Great and another higher general of his, uh, Antigonus. Antigonus. Fuck me. Antigonus sounds Dude, correct. Hopefully this never finds its way to fucking 4chan and we're just going to get railed for mispronouncing oh. obscure Greek generals. <laughs> yeah, or just any any. Or that part where buff. we talked about talking to women. That'll yeah, also... That would... That'll cut that. Yeah. There goes that. There goes <laughs> that bridge. <laughs> <laughs> Brought to you by Tampax. <laughs> Calm the seas. Calm the okay, seas. I don't. I don't even want to go here anymore. I okay. pushed too far. <laughs> so, following Alexander's death, uh, Antigonus sort of took over and tried to help run it. And you know, Alexander had set up um, a very hegemist, which is like you can do your own thing, but remember, at the end of the day, you answer to me. Mm-hmm. Um, and Silicius. S boy, pronounced it right a second ago. He was a satrap, which was pretty much like a hegemist governor. Okay. So he was like a governor of this region yeah. okay. under Antinous uh, until our boy Anti asked for the receipts. He was like, "Hey, hey, S yes, man, uh, what are your profits?" Oh. Uh, as governor, yeah. As governor, how much money are you pocketing? And he was like, bye. <laughs> oh, let me go get my wallet. He's I like, left it at the grocery I'll store look. with the milk and cigarettes. Oh, it's in my other pants. Let me go get that real quick. And then yeah. he dipped to go hang out with Ptolemy in Egypt. Oh, okay. <laughs> and Ptolemy and Antigonus yeah. had Ptolemy. like... It's Ptolemy. Ptolemy? Yeah. Ptolemy? Yeah, not Ptolemy. Ptolemy. Oh, boy. It's like pterodactyl. P's silent? Yeah. Ptolemy. No, the P was very, very clear. Pull me off next time you want to correct it. I thought you pulled me some bitches. (laughs) (laughs) Anyway, Ptolemy. 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 Ptolemy and your boy Antti had a bit of a rivalry after Alex's death. You know, everyone wants to rule the world and all that. Makes sense, yeah. Um, Antinous, kind of more than everyone else, he wanted to be like the next Alexander. He's Mm. like, we're not splitting it up. It's all still mine. Mm -hmm. And Ptolemy was like, no, let the governor just kind of do their thing. So our boy Sele, uh, Ptolemy, and a couple other guys, Lysimachus, Lysimachus, the ruler of Thrace, and Cassander, of Macedonia Mm. wage what was known as the coalition war between 315 and 311 in an attempt to bench Antigonus, Mm. which they did, um, with Seleucus defeating his son. Wow. Uh, not actually killing him, but defeating his army defeated Antigonus son Demetrius's army. Okay. Uh, our boy Seleuci then conquered, uh, Babylon. Wow. 
pretty, pretty impressive small. career. Yeah, he's he's had a lot going on. Yeah, Babylon, and he had spread out all the way to like the borders of India, um, the borders of Egypt, where he then would start to beef with Ptolemy after oh. there. <laughs> After, after, the, after all the help. <laughs> yeah, after all the after all the homie moves they had. Yeah. Um, and, you know, all the way up in... Is it a power struggle if you don't betray your closest you friends? Yeah. What's the point? <laughs> <laughs> cool. Just like Alexander wanted. Yeah. Yeah. And mm-hmm. then all the way up through Syria, which is where um, my previous tale Yeah, the Assyrian from. queen. Yeah, mm-hmm. the Assyrian queen in that area. And then, you know, he did your typical uh, warlord. He pronounced himself king, as anyone oh, would. Yeah. He ran over, he ruled over his stuff. Let's see. Oh, he had to help. He held off Demetrius again, because your boy Antigonus sent uh, his son Demetrius and another general named Nicanor oh. to try and spit roast him. <laughs> they did not work. Mm. Did not work. Got benched again. So he was like, all right, fuck you. I'm out. Have yeah. fun. Wow. And then he just consolidated power, doing his stuff. Expanded the border, ruled Syria, uh, stopped the son from nailing his stepmom, uh, Stratonis, <laughs> which I think that failed. Killing assassins, the usual. Um, mm. All of this was the rabbit hole. I now go to the main character. Oh, I see. Stratonis. Yes. <laughs> the wife his son tried to nail. Okay. My sister's mom has got it going on. She's on oh. The sun. How how very Oedipal. <laughs> Oedipus complex joke. <laughs> boom. Now we're a real history channel. Yeah, boom. Yeah, bet you didn't see Freud coming. Uh, no one ever does. No one ever does. So anyway, Stratonis uh, was ruling in Syria with him alongside her okay. husband. Mm-hmm. And she is the one who in, I believe it was 300... BCE, Stratonis had uh, Atargatis's temple rebuilt. Hmm. So the mermaid, you know, queen ruler, I'm sure, you know, a figure like that is definitely something you as a ruling queen would want to emulate and inspire in your mm-hmm. people. Yeah. But either way, people didn't really take the right ideas from that. And instead of, you know, associating the ruling queen and stuff, they were like, yo, Mermussi's back. <laughs> <laughs> oh, interesting. Yes. So... Okay, interesting. Almost like she was prophesized to rule again. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So, and then the merchants and the the mercenaries and the soldiers coming in and out of Syria Mm -hmm. would then, uh, you know, spread the tale of, you know, the divine wise women who sometimes can be seen in the waters. Mm -hmm. And that story, you know, you ever played a game of telephone? Oh, yeah. Shit changes. Constantly. Yeah. Yeah. So between then and Homer... (laughs) Between then and hundreds of years, from the original story to now, to Homer. To Homer. That's three uh, three telephones. A couple telephones away. Yeah. They it would it had moved from the idea of one, you know, mer woman to multiple. But the idea of them okay. having those behaviors still persisted. They were not seen as malevolent. They were like wise. Yeah. Figures, uh, just wise women in the water, hmm. um, like warning you about storms and stuff. Mm-hmm. Huh, interesting. This is a bit of a tangent, but I find it interesting that, first of all, women in water, because water is very oftentimes in mythology, is like symbolic of life. Yeah. And, you know, women are birth givers. The pentultimate birth giver. Can make life. (laughs) Yeah. So that's interesting. Yeah, I could see the wise qualities on top of the kind of like the symbolism of women in water. Yeah. Kind of this just, you know, the ocean is massive. The responsibility of life. 
like any woman, the more you get to know it and the ocean, it, <laughs> it goes from wise to batshit crazy. Ah, classic. <laughs> classic ocean and also women. <laughs> and, and that's sirens? Yeah, also a case of confusion, I think, in that yeah. they're kind of two separate creatures, but... They definitely appear to be, I feel like, well, yeah, like mermaids and sirens. Mermaids and sirens, different. Yeah. Though a lot of their qualities have been merged. Yeah. Especially since sirens are like bird women. Yeah. They but, don't really yeah. have anything to do with the water. I feel like, too, just lots of pop culture depicts sirens as like mermaids. Yeah. Almost like in the lighthouse. In the lighthouse. Or in, uh, you ever see, uh, Sinbad? I've not seen Sinbad. <laughs> Sinbad's a pretty good movie. Yeah. <laughs> Eris, the goddess of chaos from Sinbad, it was a sexual awakening for child terror. <laughs> for child terror. <laughs> Dude. Hold up, let me... Toxic women, just look her up. Okay. Do it now, audience. I'll look it up with you, audience. How do you say, spell her name? E-R-I-S, from Sinbad. It's like Legend of the Eris Sinbad. Eris Sinbad. She had this oh. theme. She just like <laughs> pranced around trying to cause chaos. There's a scene where she takes a bubble bath in space. It was a great yeah. movie. <laughs> I see the bubble bath scene you're talking I see about. The bath. <laughs> Eris from Sinbad. She kind of reminds me. What's the What's the lady from Hercules? The animated one. I know who you're talking about. Yeah, they just look similar. That's it. No, Eris way better than this girl. <laughs> She's way better. <laughs> okay. What? I'm sorry. I lost track. What, I, what does Eris have to do? <laughs> I forgot what I was talking about. Oh, in Sinbad, there's a scene with sirens in it, but oh. they're like they're like mermaid spirits. They're not like bird girls. Oh, interesting. But they do everything that the sirens of you know Odysseus's journey do. Okay. And that they just they sort sing, of sing. They lure men to the, their graves. Yeah, like mm -hmm. in the in the from what I've seen of the original text, they don't really like touch them or do anything. They just sing, and whenever their song is heard by men's ears, they just fucking yeah, beeline right towards drown. them, and they just happen to hang out on like in the rockiest places in the Grecian Sea. Oh yeah, that makes well. Okay, we won't go into that. I want to save something for episode five. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> never mind. <laughs> It could just be ASMR scenes of Eris from Simbad. <laughs> For episode five. Bubble bath. Eris bubble bath role play. <laughs> role play. Eris. <laughs> With the folks. You deviant. <laughs> Isaac can guest star on that one since he, he set us on this path. <laughs> yep. Isaac, you have to come for the finale. It's been decided. The it's council decided. has decided your fate. <laughs> You're coming to voice Eris for the finale. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Wow. Okay. But yeah, that's, you know, through Greek myth. just And it's, it's cool for to sure. see how through the history it's kind of changed. Because while it, you know, is in Syria, mm -hmm. in this landlocked city in Syria, uh, you know, the wise women of the sea. And then Certainly. I'm just probably the people who would tell those stories the most are the sailors. Oh, yeah. Who dotted around the sea. And, you mm -hmm. know, as a sailor, it's a very touch-and-go relationship with the water. Yeah. And it's probably how they got to be a little more fickle, a little more mischievous, and eventually yeah. even to be sinister creatures. Interesting, yeah. Probably because, you know, <laughs> the idea of the feminine wiles and whatnot. Like, mm -hmm. you out at sea, how many months? What's the only thing on your mind? <laughs> 
Just nothing but mermussy. Some mermussy. <laughs> the only um, things you have to look at point. all day are just ocean boat yeah. and scurvy yeah, riddled dudes. Yeah, a sense of longing, no doubt. Yeah. Yeah. And anyone who truly loved the sea would probably die by it, just inevitably. Yeah. Sailing it at all times, sacrificing their life for the sea. Yes. So only the survivors. <laughs> and then they got bad memories. <laughs> they got PTSD from their ship sinking and all of their comrades drowning. Oh, I can see why, how, how the... well to the port <laughs> and the land. As I travel away from brave England's white sands. Bones in the ocean. Bones in the ocean. Great song about that. Yeah. But, yeah, I think the point stands. I feel like sailors definitely spread the mythology the most. And I feel like they might be the most responsible for kind of its shift into the yeah. fickle nature First of the of ocean. First of all, motherfuckers probably can't read. Oh. So it's all word of mouth with those yeah. guys. Oh, yeah. We lost a lot after the Bronze Age. Like, we took, we took <laughs> that was a ten big, steps back. Big L for humanity. Yeah. <laughs> and then we did it again with the fall of Rome. <laughs> Looks like we're... Oh, would you look at that? A little we're, overdue. We're, <laughs> we're right on track. What? A globalized system of economy and communication? What? A, a what? pandemic ravaging our, our, our global... I don't know. I'm trying to be deep. It's not working. Uh, just watch Mad Max. Yeah. But yeah. first, go watch Sinbad. Yeah, go watch Sinbad. <laughs> okay. All right. Uh, that's history. That's some that's history. history that's you. some lore of the nonfiction variety. Woo-hoo. Thanks so much for tuning in. Yeah. Talk soon, listener. Kiss, kiss. Bye.